Hey, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. Hello. Uh, I didn't even get my name in. Have we done one of these yet where we haven't bollocked it up in some way or another? What, a whole episode or just the intro? The, the, well, Neither. <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, I'm Sean. I'm James. It's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So we're here today to do this podcast. Having never met before, this is scientific test conditions. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting concept in podcasting. I don't know if it's been done before to strangers. It's a double blind scientific test. That's right. We've both gouged out our eyes, Mm. each other's eyes. Who said that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to discuss, what are we discussing this week? This week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Charles Darwin. Charles Darwin. Okay. Yeah, Charles Darwin. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, the original Chuck D. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't really, I don't know a great deal about Charles Darwin. I mean, we're, what we're doing is we're continuing our series of people what is on money. Hmm. Uh, that's that's what we're calling this little, we did, we did, uh, we did Winston Churchill. We did the Queen. Um, we're doing Charles Darwin and, of course, um, Morrissey is on the back of a £50 note, isn't he? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, so this will be the fourth mm. person we've done who's been on British money. The money quadrology, we'll, uh, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be forever known in podcasting yeah, it circles. Will. We'll go down in history. You know, as I say, I, I know very little about Charles Darwin. Um, do you want me to sort of just... Should I just tell you? You're a bit more knowledgeable on the subject, aren't you? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, shall I just tell you what I know about Charles Darwin? I'll give you the length and breadth, and then maybe maybe you fill in some gaps for me. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. So um, he's an Englishman. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I know he went on a lovely little boat trip, didn't he? It was a beautiful cruise. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. He went on a lovely cruise um, on the HMS Beagle, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. He took it. He actually won it in a radio program. It was a round the world trip. No, actually, he didn't. He he won it on um, on a game show. Maybe it was Dale's Supermarket Suite. Now that I think about it, he won a around the world cruise on the HMS Beagle. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he 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 just went on this boat trip. Um. And then he died in 1882. And then they put him on a tenor. Yeah. Probably in about I don't know 1883. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a sort of commemoration. Yeah. Bit bit of a gap there, but go on. Yeah, and um. The only other thing I really know about him is that he loved backgammon. He was a fiend for backgammon, so I'm told. And that's I don't. Uh, I'll take your word for that. I'll yeah. take your word for that. Yeah, no, that's and that's all I know about about Charles Darwin. I'm not really sure what what he did. Well, you've got the salient to... facts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he was a, he he was a science man. Mm. It was was Chuck D. Um, mm. Charles Darwin. Mm. Basically, he um he he wrote a, a very uh, important. Uh, and celebrated uh, book uh, back in the 1800s mm. uh, called the, On the Origin of Species. It was called The On the Origin. The On the Origin, yeah. The On, on the, the Origin of Species. On, on the Origin Express. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that, yeah. The full title for the book, On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection or the Preservation of Favoured Races in the Struggle for Life. That sounds very... Very sciencey. Well, it didn't sell well, and I think the title was probably a good, yeah, kind of, a big impact on that. They probably retitled it for the American audiences, like they did with Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. They called mm. it Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Pointless in America, yeah. Um, I don't know what they call pointless in America. I'm not sure they've even got it 
<laughs> that poor, well, I never want to go. If okay. that's, if that's the case, <laughs> fair so, enough. Fair there's, enough. There's no pointless there. Then, uh, um, so, what was this book about? Well, it was about. Was it a good book? It, it wasn't. Have you read the it? Good, it wasn't the good book. No, but was it a good book? Well, yeah, I've not read it. You haven't um, read it. No. How do you know it's good then? Uh, because uh, the internet tells me it's good. Oh. What about Richard and Judy? Have they put it on their book club? Um, well, I've I've not missed an episode, um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see it on there. You've never missed an episode, no. not one, since, no. since Richard and Judy first hit the screens. That's right. Wow, aren't they brother and sister? Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, that's why they wear matching clothes. Yeah, they're, they're twins. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so you've never read the book, but you know it's a good book. And what's it about? It's uh, about his uh, theory of evolution. Mm, yeah, I've heard of that. That was him, was it? Yeah, you, you sound a bit. <laughs> what's? Uh... I've always just been a bit dubious. It doesn't. You don't believe in it, do you? The theory of evolution. Well, yeah. Why? Well, don't you? Well, it's no, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> I thought it's it's like Santa Claus, isn't it? You know, you you taught it when you're younger, but as you grow up, you just realise that it's all bollocks. Didn't a bigger kid tell you about evolution? Well, if you could call an adult a bigger kid. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Uh, the biggest kid. That's right, the biggest mm, kid of them all. Yeah. Who's the biggest adult? Andre the Giant. Yeah. So that was probably... It was in his name. Do you think that's on his um, tombstone? The biggest kid of all? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so no, I mean... <clears throat> I don't believe in evolution. I've never... I didn't realise that people did. I thought people grew out of it. All right, what's uh, what, what's holding you back from uh, uh, kind of giving it any uh, merit? Um, wow, it doesn't make much sense, does it? Monkeys? They're good, though, aren't they, monkeys? Oh, I love a monkey. I love a, I love a YouTube video of a monkey. Mm. Um, I like it when they throw poo. Yeah. And I like it when they rub their bums on the glass at the zoo. And I once went to the zoo and I saw a gorilla. I know it's not a monkey, but it's a primate. Um, and it had uh, a parsnip in each hand. And then in its feet, it was holding two carrots because they use their feet like hands. And it just they just obviously chucked loads of veg in. And the, this, this huge gorilla just got all he could. He was just sitting there, parsnips in hand, carrots in foot. Yeah, well, we're not far removed from that. I've right? never eaten a parsnip in my life. How dare you? You've never held one in your foot? <laughs> well, yeah, I've held a carrot in my foot, well, but I've go. never eaten a parsnip. Okay, well, it's, it's kind of the same gene pool. Okay, yeah, yeah, so what's that? Well, basically, there's this massive uh, empty uh, leisure centre yeah. where they put all the denim in this pit. Okay, yeah. Oh, the gene pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I know, I know about the gene pool, yeah, yeah. I was just testing you to check that you knew yeah, what I worked, the gene pool was. I worked there on weekends. Yeah, lifeguard. That's right, yeah. <laughs> in case someone yeah, falls in. If one of the workers falls in, yeah. I, I'm there to kind of like swim in all the denim and, and kind of get him out. Yeah, drowning in denim. Mm. That sounds like that sounds like a Dire Straits album title. <laughs> drowning in denim. I think that's their career, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> drowning in denim, the retrospective. Yeah, I love it. Mm. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I'm undecided about evolution. I, I, I still, you're going to have to convince me. 
Okay. Well, maybe we can talk about him as a person mm. for a little bit. Yeah. See if he wins you over. Yeah. Uh, with uh, maybe what he did. Yeah. And then then we'll see how you feel towards the end of the uh, the show. See if you can win me around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, a few little interesting bits of information about him. Mm. Uh, initially, wanted to be uh, a doctor, noble profession, uh, but he uh, couldn't uh, stand the sight of blood. Well, what what sort of doctor is he going to be then? Well, that's the thing. He uh, mm. he kind of left. He uh, dropped out of med school. Maybe be, be some sort of um, funky doctor. One that, <laughs> or one that doesn't deal with blood, maybe. Yeah. Um, like a patient comes in. It's like, oh, uh, can you help me, doctor? Is it, is it blood related? Could you possibly bleed? It's like, well, uh, possibly. Get out. Uh, well, I'm full of blood, so at any <laughs> moment, I suppose I could spring a leak. He spent a lot of his uh, medical career uh, working on people uh, without blood. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably quite revolutionary for the 1800s, yeah. Yeah, it was just people filled with coconut milk. Ah, oh, well, though, I mean, it's high time that those people got a break and had doctors specialising in their conditions. For too long have they been misunderstood. And Well, I think it's been, they've been quite shy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have found out that funny. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, that was very good, yeah. yeah. God, you don't see a coconut shy these days, do you? This is what we always do. We always talk about things that you don't see anymore. <laughs> it's like fucking Peter K, isn't it? There's like two Peter Ks in the room. Coconut shy. Coconut shy. What's the plural of Peter K? Peter's um, K? Peter K's. Peter K's. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Like a couple of Peter's K's. What were we talking about? Oh, he was a doctor. Yeah, well, he, he dropped out of medical school. Mm. <clears throat> probably probably sensible. Mm-hmm. But he was an educated man. He uh, went to Cambridge University. Is that why he's on the back of the £10 note? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who goes to that university, yeah, they, um, fair enough. they get on, on some form of currency. Yeah. Whether it's Bitcoin or... Uh, <laughs> or the... Carving faces onto Bitcoin. <laughs> That's quite difficult, actually, because they're so small. There's a knack to it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Okay, so what did you do at Cambridge? You know, typical student, you kind of like hang around the SU, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> play pool, have a few drinks. Air hockey, maybe. Yeah, panic at the last minute, hand his essay in. Panic at the disco. Yeah, he'd listen to them, he'd put them on the jukebox. Yeah, yeah. playing pool. Yeah. Um, okay, so typical, very typical student life then. Yeah, relatable guy. Hmm, yeah. I'm warming to him, now that I know a bit more about him, yeah. He, um... He was a, a member of, because uh, you have like societies and groups at university mm. as well. And uh, he was uh, a member of this uh, this society called the uh, the Gourmet Club. Yeah, I heard about this actually, yeah. Didn't they call it the Glutton Club as well? That's right, that's what yeah, it was also known as. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically um, a, a club where you could eat exotic food for dining on birds and beasts, which are unknown to human palate, is what the... Uh... So they basically sort of... Um... Stitched together dead animals to make new animals and then ate them. That's right, so yeah. So they're birds and beasts unknown to mankind. That's right. I mean, some of their creations were quite horrific. I mean, there was a thing that was just made of wings. Wow. Didn't even have a head. Some sort of poly-winged nightmare. Um, well, isn't that how they invented the platypus? That's right. It was invented at Cambridge University by um, Charles Darwin. Clever. Clever people, then. 
yeah, at Cambridge. Yeah, dicking around with some animals. Dicking around with a beaver and a duck. New frontiers. See, you know, everybody... You know what? I don't, I don't mean to diss, but everybody harps on about David Attenborough. David fucking Attenborough, <laughs> right? He's always pointing a camera at a squirrel or a bear or a bat. How many animals has he invented, though? You're nodding, but Is that, that yeah, doesn't get no, picked I, up on microphone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping the uh, the air that would brush from my face yeah. would hit the microphone as mm, I'm nodding. But you should strap no. loads of fans to your face. No, I should. So people are going to hear the whooshing noise as you nod. But no, I agree. And also, do you mean to tell me he never sneakily ate one of the animals? After he finished filming? Oh, he must have eaten loads of them. At least Darwin is open about it. Yeah. He, he had a fucking club yeah. with a name and everything. Proud. Whereas uh, David Attenborough's like, And here the gazelle is frolicking in the uh, Sahara. In the Sahara? Wow, that gazelle's <laughs> a long way from home. He was a, it's really it's he was, frolicked quite far. He was an evil man. He would put animals... Where like half of these programs, these animals aren't indigenous to these locations. No, because all animals are born in England. That's right. And then people like David Attenborough take them places. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's what the show's called. <laughs> Attenborough takes some places. <laughs> it's quite it's quite disturbed, really. It's a kind of mania. It is like getting. Uh... He should see a doctor like Charles Darwin. He'd know what to do because I don't think there'd be much blood. Getting cold-blooded animals and putting them in the fucking Antarctic. Oh, that's that's why. Is that why polar bears are so white? Because they're cold. That's right. Yeah, they're freezing. Oh blimey. <laughs> oh, that poor gazelle. But no, so yeah, he'd be like, uh, and there's the gazelle, and cut. Goes over with a knife and fork. Yeah. Doesn't even kill the thing first. He he demands. I want my food breathing. Oh, that is brutal. Monster. Yeah, that is really brutal. I And I said this about the last episode we recorded, but I just keep getting the feeling that we're going to put these episodes out and the person we're talking about is going to be dead. And we're going to, have to either have to cut bits or face up to the horrible things we said about people while they're alive. Well, he's eaten these animals. Yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. I know. Really, we should stand up to him. Someone's got to say something. Exactly. But yeah, so this club... Yet hawk, yet brown owl, yet armadillo, puma. Wow, that's a hell of a soup. <laughs> You're one big vat. Yeah, yeah. Nice little stew with some a, a beak going round in it. Mm. Yeah. But I wonder if it was like a club that was already at Cambridge University, because I mean it's it's a bit different to the to like the footlights. <laughs> You think that's different from the footlights, yeah. No, I'd yeah. agree. I don't yeah. think they eat any exotic animals. I don't think they even eat animals. You think the footlights are all vegetarian? Yeah. Another wild accusation you're throwing out there. I thought it was, um, like, for when you're walking along in the dark, I thought it was where they invented the uh, the torch shoe. Yep. The Cambridge footlight. Yep, okay. I have a pair of them at uh, home. It's, it's, not, it's not quite the coconut shy joke. But um, it holds water. It holds itself together. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, props to Darwin for uh, for being open and honest with all the animals he's eating. Props to Darwin. Yeah. Did he say what his favourite animal to eat was? Um, I, I, everyone likes a bit of chicken. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that really would go under the title of, like, gourmet, in the, in the sense that he's using it when he's talking about his gourmet club. Um, ooh. 
I wonder if they uh, at the deadliest game of all, man. Oh, <laughs> was that was that allowed in the Victorian era? I don't really know much about. It was encouraged. Oh yeah, population control. Yeah, eat your fellow man. Yeah, bring it, bring it back. I say, bring back cannibalism. Yeah, there's some people who could do with being eaten, just to knock them down a few pegs. <laughs> yeah, it would knock me down <laughs> a few pegs definitely if somebody ate me. Anybody in particular you'd like to see eaten? Um, How about Attenborough as as punishment? <laughs> it would be some kind of uh, proper justice there. Yeah, a nice sort of ironic, poetic yeah. justice. Yeah. Okay, and who would be the most entertaining? Uh, Noel Edmonds. Yeah, no, oh God, I, the money I'd pay to see that man <laughs> being eaten. By, by Mr. Blobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, this is turning nightmarish now, actually. <laughs> oh, and then all the oh, the polka dots and the blood and the googly eyes and the wispy grey hair. Get that song playing in the background. Oh, Christ, don't remind me about the Blobby song. Survival of the fittest. That's a phrase that's uh, commonly misattributed to him. To Noel Edmonds. Yeah, to Noel Edmonds. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think I would have thought that he he's, said that first. He's wise beyond his years, but I don't think he would. He could come up with something quite as poetic no, as, as no. that. Um, most of his catchphrases are kind of banker-based, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. Deal or he, no deal, that's what he'll be uh, remembered. His yeah, he, do, he does that bit, doesn't he, where he holds the check out and he says, we could give you this, but we don't want to. And he takes <laughs> the, the check away and then um, and then, then he the looks... audience just descends on him and starts eating him. <laughs> Classic British television. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. What are we talking about? Oh, sl- Survival of the Fittest. Yeah, yeah that's right, yeah. Because actually Darwin was saying Survival of the Fattest. That's right. And then this other bloke turned up. And was like, actually, mate, I think you'll find fittest. Survival of the fittest. And then Darwin died of shame. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But I think what this guy, who will remain nameless... <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know his name. I know his name, but I, oh, I, I just, right. he, doesn't, he doesn't deserve the uh, the aplomb. No, okay. We will not plomb him. No. Well, survival of the fattest. I, what he meant by that was that... They need a helping hand to survive. Mm. Survival of the fittest, it's just like, well, yeah, that's... Obvious. They're going to do all right. Look after themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Three square meals a day, eat their veg and fruit. Yeah, it's like how I'm never worried about my legs. You know, no matter how cold I get, my legs are always warm. They look after themselves. (laughs) I look after me, and by me, I mean my top half, and my legs just look after themselves. Yeah. Maybe that's what he was getting at. <laughs> I think that in a roundabout way, I'm sure that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we finally attributed that correctly to that nameless person we won't name. Yes. Oh, you know, I'll be honest. Uh, if he didn't even come out with Survival of the Fittest, I'm still not sure why he's on the back of the ten pound note. Well, it's because he's very small. Is that a life size image on the back of the note? Oh yeah. Oh wow. He. Um... I didn't know that. Yeah, what they did was they uh, they got this kind of little bit of paper mm. and they just told him to, to stand in front of it for a second. He didn't know what was going on. No. He just, yeah, all right, I'll stand here. Yeah. They quickly snapped his picture <laughs> and they just used the picture. <laughs> they just printed it on a load of bits oh, of paper. Oh, I bet he was furious. Oh, yeah, he didn't see a, a penny of that. No, no. Or, or a £10 of that. Didn't see any of it. <laughs> or went to that bloody banker that Noel Edmonds is always phoning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. 
I didn't know that he was very small. Oh, yeah, That's tiny. very interesting, yeah. Another reason he probably wouldn't have made a very good doctor. That's true, kept on falling through wounds. Oh, and if he doesn't like blood, that's the worst place to be. <laughs> oh, the wound. <laughs> oh. And that cruise he went on mm, must yeah. have been incredible. Massive. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, when you look out the ocean, it goes on for miles and miles, but for him, and it just must it have been it's impossible bigger. to comprehend. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Um, so what did he, what did he do on this, this cruise? Well, he... Uh, he brought his notepad. Okay. Was it a booze cruise? It was a booze cruise. Yeah. It was his mate's stag. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, they just thought, you know, oh, we'll, we'll bring him along. He doesn't get out much. Because well, he's uh, tiny. Because he's tiny, yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody really notices him, so we can bring mm. him out, show him a good time. Yeah. I bet they got up to all sorts of hijinks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because of the size of him. After a pint, he was uh, he was anyone's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh blimey! Yeah. He started uh, and he started getting Larry with some of the people. who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, watch this!" And he like starts eating a puma in front of them. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, actually, do you know what? Going back to the gourmet club, mm. I think it's even more impressive that he could eat a whole puma to himself. Bearing in mind he was only what ten inches high. Yeah, well, I mean, what he's kind of like most renowned for is that he would go to these all-you-can-eat kind of restaurants, mm. these food challenges. Yeah. And uh, people would see him walk through the door yeah. at about like half a foot tall. and um, They wouldn't give him time of day. No, uh, yeah. go on then. Yeah, you can uh, you can yeah, try this challenge. Yeah. They'd be laughing at him when he orders the uh, the gut buster off the menu. Yeah. they go, because, you know, some of them give away a free T-shirt and they put your picture on the wall when, you, when you've eaten the whole thing. Mm. They'd, they'd be... They'd be They'd be counting on that T-shirt. They go, ah, don't give that T-shirt to him. Just use it to clear up that spillage. Then he's like, all right. Tucks in. Finishes it in uh, 10 minutes. That's a good time. Yeah. They're baffled. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we'll take your picture. And he walks out the door. He's like, just use a £10 note. Yeah. <laughs> that was his catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> just use a £10 note. Gives him like the two A fingers. Yeah. And walks out with his pride intact. Oh, coming round to this guy. Yeah, I'm see, he's got he's him. got some good stuff going on he's for him. He's got a bit of sparkle. I like it. I like it. He's got chutzpah. A half-foot man who was afraid of blood that ate big animals. What's not to love? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was any relation to Inch High Private Eye? The diminutive private investigator? I think he might have also been Inch High Private Eye... Oh, you think that was him? Yeah, when he was younger, because he was about half a foot tall. So when he was maybe like in his teens, yeah, he was he still was, growing. Yeah, he was in. He was a late bloomer. Yeah, so he was an inch high. Mm. Private Eye. That was a good television program that nobody but me and you remembers. <laughs> mm. Classic. And then anybody listening to this, if we leave this bit in, will go. Oh, I remember. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you remember Inch High Private Eye. <laughs> Do you want to say the bit with the, the, the Twitter and the email now so people can let us know if they remember Inch High Private Eye? Yeah, sure. At Mailbox Rogues on Twitter or Mailbox Rogues Gallery at gmail.com. And if you don't remember Inch High Private Eye, um, don't worry about it. Just find it on YouTube. Yeah. Probably not very good. Probably not. More of that Hanna-Barbera shite. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. Top Cat. He was... The top cat. He was uh, the irrefutable leader of the gang. Mm-hmm. And oh, no, hang on, was the leader of the gang 
um, Gary Glitter. Oh, yeah, because when he recruited the cats, he was like, do you want to be in my gang? Yeah. My gang. My gang. And they were like, all right, calm down. Right. Yeah, we'll yeah, be in yeah, your yeah, gang. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Top Cat, he's quite easy. He'd probably just lay down let him take control of the gang. Yeah, well, he's a cat, so yeah. <laughs> That's he's, true, he's yeah, he's a cat. <laughs> Although he does wear clothes and talk, he is actually still just a cat. Yeah, but owners dress their pets in funny things. Yeah, I really like that purple suit and hat he wore. You don't see many people wearing a kind of plum waistcoat and trilby hat these huh. days, do you? And no. only those. It was a snazzy look. It worked for him. I think it could work for me. Yeah. Just nothing on my bottom half. <laughs> Just a waistcoat. <laughs> Just the waistcoat and the hat. In a lovely plum colour. Hang yeah. around like a backyard in a bin. Yeah. I... <laughs> and then I'll be the top cat. Yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Fancy being my Benny? That's not... Um... <laughs> That's thought not... you'd never ask. <laughs> That's not like um, gay slang or anything, being my Benny. I just mean you could wear a little white... What did he have? A little white coat. It, it looked like a kind of a, a lad coat Yeah, almost, I was just didn't thinking it? that. Was he a doctor? <laughs> Do you think he knew Charles Darwin? <laughs> oh, we've come full circle. Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm sure we could pull off that look. Yeah. Okay. Just a often as the devil walks by. Just like, what are you two doing? Officer Dibble, how's it going? <laughs> Do you realise you're not wearing any pants? <laughs> oh we talk- <laughs> Oh wow, we went really <laughs> off track there. We we were talking about him and his booze cruise. Yeah, that's, that's where that yeah. started. Um Yeah, and he um while he was kind of getting over his hangover, he uh, he had a notepad with him. He'd finished his Sudoku at this point. Mm. Um, so then he started kind of like drawing and making notes. And he was looking out at the sea, trying not to be sick. Probably a stupid idea if he is feeling, feeling sick. Ill, yeah. But, you know, he's short. He's hungover. What can he do on a boat, on a booze cruise? Yeah, not many places he can go. Mm. And so he's looking out and then he starts seeing like birds. Um. And uh, what, like they pulled into Malaga or something like that? All the birds on the shore. Yeah, he's like wolf whistling at them. <laughs> <laughs> just hung over, very short man, <laughs> just clinging onto the side of a boat, wolf whistling, and it's coming into uh, port. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all, all these um, women in miniskirts. He's that a little scamp. On the harbor. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> love a little. Try scamp. it on with anyone. <laughs> Yeah, he tore up. He tore up Malaga with the boys, and um, <laughs> and uh, he, uh, like I say, he had a notebook, and he, he was taking pic- drawing pictures of all the local birds. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he said it was uh, for research. He was kind of uh, hypothesizing about this theory of evolution, mm. and so uh, he wanted them to take their tops off. Right, and do you think it was very tasteful, like um, Leonardo DiCaprio sketching? What's it, Kate Winslet in Titanic? I think it was very tasteless. Right, okay. He was uh, a bit of a bit of a sort. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's that's how it went on on the Beagle uh for for months. They were just kind of like party island to, to party island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ibiza, they go to uh like Ionapa. Yeah, they go all those places. Mm, mm. Get shit faced. Draw pictures of uh naked women and then like go on to the next port. Yeah. Well, it's some life. It's not the life I'd choose. I can see it's. I can see why it would attract a certain type of man, though. <laughs> a certain type of a half foot high man. <laughs> yeah. 
And so yeah, once uh, once he finished all that, went back uh, went back home to England, mm. put it all together, stapled the pages. <laughs> okay, yeah. And uh, that's when he uh, released on the Origin of Species. So that's what was in that book was all those sketches and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, drawings of naked women that mm. he uh, met on his booze cruise. Well, no wonder it was a bestseller. It did all right, yeah. I can, uh, I can see why you called it a good book. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the, ironically, he wouldn't have been able to reach to the top shelf of the newsagent to buy his own book. Well, I think that was probably his, his thinking. He's like, I need a uh, kind of smut book mm. for the discerning shorter gentleman right. who can't reach that uh, top shelf and who's perhaps a little bit too proud to ask for the man behind the counter to get it for him. Yeah, uh, well, I can understand that. So he released it uh, saying it was a, a scientific book. You just did air quotes around air the word quotes, scientific. Yeah, yeah scientific yeah. book so that people would... Uh, it was a slow burner. Like somebody would uh, come across it and say, oh, what's this? And then just have a look at it. Open it, it up and whoa. Whoa, hang yeah. on a minute. Uh-huh. And uh, then they'd kind of like... It was like a word of mouth kind of success story, that book. Like people passing it to their mates. Yeah. Are you saying? Are you telling me that there's a pornographer on our money? I guess you could say there is. Yeah, okay. As well as the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was talking about the Queen, but I was talking about Charles Darwin. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, well, I will say I'm a little bit more interested in in this book. Um, I'm not sure quite how the fear of evolution fits into these drawings of women's breasts that he's collected. Well, um... <laughs> is it evolution of the breast? Basically, yeah. Across the Mediterra- Mediterranean islands. Mm. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So, yeah, what some people assumed was a, a book about um, the actual origin of species, as the title would quite rightly make you think. Mm, yeah. Um, it was uh, about the uh, kind of like female physique of uh, women of the, the 19th century uh, around the kind of party islands. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise they were party islands going back that far, but that's interesting, very interesting. Long history of partying. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I can see why uh, I'm starting to come around to him, as I've said. Did, sorry, did you say you've got a copy of this book I can borrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got it, yeah. I have uh, I keep it in like a like a brown paper sleeve. Oh, yeah. Pages well thumbed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'll, um, yeah I'll, I'll end you it. Cool. Okay. So yeah, he he came back. He published his book. Somehow got away with with it. Somehow got away with it. Yeah. Well, publishers just saw the the front cover of the book. I think yeah, we'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. yeah so they don't usually read. Publishers don't read what's in the book. Often, no, they though. just like what people are interested in is the title or the front cover of a book. Yeah. Always judge a book by its cover, as the saying that goes. That is the saying, yeah, yeah. And so... So it was a runaway success. Yeah. I imagine, first of all, because what you tend to find with scientific theories like that is they trickle up from the, the filthier classes up to the scientific people, mm. the intellectual society... Intellex, intellexia? Intelligentsia? Yes, that's the word. Thank you. That's all right. So you, what you what you tend to find is is most scientific ideas um, filter up to the intelligentsia from the pornographers in mm. society, and you know uh, gravity, um, all Newton's laws, you know first of all were published uh, as pornography, and then they work their way up. Mm. It's sort of like um, trickle trickle up understanding of the world. That's right. Well, I mean, like you mentioned Newton, 
I mean, his theory about gravity uh, kind of came about when he used to hide in trees, uh, watching women sitting down there looking, trying to look into their tops. And if they caught them, they, he'd throw apples at them. He'd throw apples at them or they'd throw apples at him? No, he'd throw apples at them. That's a terrible thing to do. Yeah, he's a monster. Oh, yeah. These I mean, scientists... as if the voyeurism wasn't enough. No, exactly, yeah. yeah. These scientists. That's that's what every theory that has ever been uh, hypothesised has been uh, typically about. It's been a filthy-minded man. Mm. That's a real shame. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's a good thing attitudes have evolved. Quite right. Speaking of evolution. Yes. That's what we're doing. It is indeed. We're evolving as we speak. Mm. Well, that's a good point. I mean, say I, say I buy in. Say I agree and I say, you know what? Maybe evolution is real. Right. I'm not saying I do. Mm-hmm. I'm just no. hypothesizing. What, you know, what would I look like in 200 years? Probably have a, another arm. Oh, yeah. Whereabouts? I could do with another arm. I'd say, like, coming out the chest. Oh, I think going good for... at the banjo I'd be. <laughs> That'd be quite difficult, wouldn't it? I mean, the banjo is very difficult as it is, so I'm going to say yes. You'd have, uh, like, a... I could play the banjo while giving people the fingers. I could just put my middle finger up at people while I'm playing the banjo normally. That's true. Or I could play the banjo super well with all three hands. Yeah, use it to your advantage. Yeah. It wouldn't be a left hand or a right hand in the middle. There'd be, like, a thumb on either side. Ooh, double thumb. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That could work. It would be, like, a mirror image. So you've got thumb, thumb, um, forefinger, forefinger... And you got a like a middle finger, not in that order. No, well, in so order it would be thumb, yeah. forefinger, middle finger, forefinger, thumb. Flipping out, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> I got my fuzz and fuzz. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, you'll have to in a million years. I thought we said two hundred years. Yeah, 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I last a million. I think I've only got on about another 200 in me. Yeah. Don't, don't sell yourself so short. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on a new diet. Maybe I'll make it a bit longer. I don't mm. smoke. I don't drink. No, you just eat armadillo, the kind of gourmet club diet. Mm, armadillo and puma. And, you know, when I say, uh, just to backpedal, when I say I don't drink, I mean, I don't drink anything. Not at all. Nothing. Not water, not, no, not Sunny D? No, no, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hmm. Okay. Why is that? Is it like a kind of a mistrust of liquid or uh, or uh, what, what happened? Yeah, we'll put it down to that. We'll put it down to mistrust of liquid. Let's just say I had a bad experience in the bath once. Oh, well, like Rain Man? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Rain Man. Rain Man dropped me in the bath. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. Oh, yeah. Um, what I like about that film is the twist is that he was his brother. That's where Brain Man comes from, because he remembers him when he was younger. Uh, so the, the reveal is that he was his brother even when he was little. Hmm. Bit silly, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was particularly annoyed because I thought it was going to be like one of the new Marvel films. Mm, Rain Man. Yeah, like he makes... Uh... Kind of lightning and storms appear. You're thinking of Storm from X Men. Yeah, well, I was I was hoping it would follow that kind of uh, theme, but certainly not. Mm. It was a drama with Dustin Hoffman in it. Speaking of dust, my mouth is very parched, very dusty, like a like a desert, like a very arid place. You don't drink liquid. That's why it's so dusty and dry. 
you should be in my mouth. It's <laughs> that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Christ, cut that out. <laughs> but people, people jump to conclusions based on the exact words I just said. I think what we should do now is uh, much like uh, Carl Pilkington's "I Could Eat a Knob at Night" uh, oh, remixes. No. We should have some. Uh, you should be in my mouth. <laughs> Dance mega mix. Yeah, I wouldn't encourage anybody to make that into a dance mega mix. I but, certainly I mean, would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sue somebody if they did. That's the that's the line I'm towing. Even if that person was me. Um. Well, I've got. I'm very litigious, as you know, and I've got about a hundred court cases pending against you already. Yeah. I don't think my lawyers could take any more, so I will say no, unless one of the other ones gets cleared up. We'll see. What I will say is I promise not to sue you any more than a hundred times. At once. Okay. That's fair. I think so. Uh, one thing Darwin's also responsible for, um, not something he actually did himself, uh, but has been done in his name, is uh, something called the Darwin Awards. Mm. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, what, is that because all the contestants who enter get a ten pound note just for entry, a bit like um, how you've been framed would send you twenty pounds for every entry? That's right. It, yeah, it was very much uh, even if it was the hundredth video they got that day of an old lady falling over on a dance floor and her bloomers being shown to everybody, they'd still give you the twenty pound note. Yeah, it's a very highbrow. You've been framed. The Darwin Awards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the um, qualifying factors to. Uh, win one of these awards mm. or to qualify uh, you have to render yourself either dead or impossible uh, for you to kind of procreate as it were in as it says an astounding misapplication of judgment mm, okay yeah and it has to be by your own hand so you can't go into a place and uh, maybe uh, kill a man with a banana peel you can't do that no you can't well I mean you if you really want to, you can, but you won't get this award. I think perhaps I will. Okay, well, that's fine. So long as you know there's no award, uh, unless you uh, consider a solitude in a maximum security prison uh, some kind of reward. Oh, I'm still going to jail for doing that? You probably would. Oh, because um, I thought you just um, granted me a pardon or amnesty. Are you not like a, a Supreme Court judge? Not anymore. Not, uh, not anymore, right, because... I gave up that racket. Uh, I, I should have taken advantage of, of your supremacy as a judge while yeah. you were... Well, I'm still supreme, just not a judge. Just not a judge. Damn it. Okay. All right, well, I won't murder anybody with a banana. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, basically, it's kind of like finding ways... Uh, well, not finding, but people who do who enter aren't trying to get in. They just happen to find themselves mm. in there um, through some kind of, yeah, astounding misapplication of judgment. Being very stupid in a way that kills you. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's quite a macabre sort of award ceremony. Oh, um, God, I imagine the actual ceremony where they hand out the awards must be must be horrible. All these grieving widows and widowers are coming up to, to collect them in the name of the, their dead relative. And do you think, like, uh, when they announce, when they're kind of, like, saying the nominees, yeah. they show a little clip yeah. of, like, the death? Oh, that would be... Yeah, you'd think so, yeah. Tasteful. And then, and then when it cuts to the bit where they're opening the envelope with the winner in it and it's got, like, the little... The camera's pointed at the four grieving, individual grieving families. Yeah, a little drum roll. Yeah, they're all bereft. They're crying their eyes out. Brilliant. Yeah. It's what I call good television. 
that's right. Mm. Absolutely. And you say that much like um, Nobel set up the Nobel Prizes to kind of encourage people to move, to push forwards, to push onwards in terms of discovery and progress. You're saying that Charles Darwin gave his name and a, a huge wad of money to set up this award. That's right. Yeah. To uh, to promote stupidity. Yeah. And to, of people removing themselves from the gene pool. Well, great fun for, you know, normal, not stupid people, I suppose. Mm. I can see why he did it. He liked to eat pumas. He liked to watch stupid people kill themselves. The more we talk about him, he's a very eccentric guy, I guess you could oh, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very eccentric, I would say so. Yeah. I've uh, actually been uh, trying to come up with an idea of how to, how to enter it myself. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm having a bit of difficulty because, I mean, it says to render myself dead or sterile in an astounding misapplication of judgment. Mm. Um, I mean, it's kind of a lot of people qualify every year. I'm just trying to think of. It. What you can do to set yourselves apart. Yeah, you got any suggestions like to really kind of set my name apart from the rest? I mean, I think you can always take inspiration from um, uh, Wile E. Coyote Mm. um, from the Looney Tunes cartoons. He was always trying to catch a roadrunner. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But um, he would end up injuring himself in the most astounding ways. Like a a misapplication of judgment, you could say. Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, it would be something like um, getting a very, 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 very big heavy rock, putting it on some sort of seesaw or pivot, um, hoping that if you dropped a large enough weight on it, it would fly off and and hit the roadrunner and kill it. But he would often find that it would just roll over the top of the seesaw and and crush him Hmm. to death. Goodness. I mean, what, you know, what they didn't really go into much in the show is that he had um much like hugh jackman in the film the prestige hmm. he had a way of cloning himself right and you know these clones would die one after the other and he'd just keep cloning himself uh and doing away with the bodies of all these crushed mangled corpses that are really his own corpse so maybe you could do something like that yeah i could clone myself and just kind of i guess with that as well then if i were to clone myself i'd be able to qualify every year yeah, just keep going. Keep going for it. Just you, find you, new ways of doing it. You could you could have various clones, you know, set against each other in terms of the way they die, ensuring that you will walk away with an award. If there's four nominations and you've got four of them, that's a good point. You're cleaned on to a up. winner. Yeah, cleaned up. You probably should clean up after some of these messy deaths. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think one with a banana peel, I think would work because they're quite silly things anyway. Banana yeah. peels. Yeah. So what you think he's slipping on it? Yeah, maybe uh, starting off slipping on it, so people maybe think, ah, it's kind of a bit like old school, old joke, slipping a on a banana. Yeah. yeah, just kind of like bringing the old crowd, maybe. Mm, yeah. Um, but then I uh, plunge headfirst into a cow's ass. <laughs> That is an image. That really is an image, yeah. So, and what would actual cause of death be in that Well, scenario? from there, we can go to a, di- a few different places. It could either be, <laughs> I guess, suffocation. Yeah, that's what's wrong. No to breathing. Mind. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe the cow, if the cow was kicking me enough <laughs> while I was stuck in there, maybe a, a jealous bull lover <laughs> could come and kill me. <laughs> yeah. Any one of these scenarios could could happen, couldn't they? Well, you came up with three very creative ways to kill yourself there. Mm. All with using a banana peel and a cow's ass. That's all it That's takes. That's all it takes, yeah. 
It's like this is like Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and here's one I did earlier. And here's a way I died earlier. Mm. Yeah, I love it. If it was me, if I was part of the Academy, I'd give you the award, hands down. Wow. Unless you had clones competing who were just as creative. Just trying to think of another good way to kill you. Yeah, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. I really hope you don't die in a tragic accident because this is going to be used as evidence in court. <laughs> no doubt about it. Unless it is the aforementioned head in the cow's ass scenario. Yeah. In that case, they've got you on tape suggesting it. They come round your house with like... Uh... A bunch of bananas with one of the bananas missing mm. and a milk pail. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know if the if there's a banana missing from a bunch? Can you tell? There's always five in a bunch. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that's that's a fact, is it? Bunch is five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I could find a very clever way of uh, pinning my death on you. Well, you could do, yeah, but this podcast. Could be used Use as evidence. evidence. Well, it's... If I plant four-fifths of a bunch of bananas mm. in your house, milk pail, like I said earlier. I mean, yeah, well, this is a bit worrying because it's your turn to edit this episode. Yeah. So you could just take that bit out where you've just said that you're going to frame me. I could, I could do some real depraved stuff. We've already got you earlier saying you want me in your mouth. No, I didn't say that. Oh, God. That's what you said, and it's going to be I on the podcast. I was hoping you'd take that bit out. It, take that bit out and take this bit out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, Christ. Some real creativity is going to go on with this podcast. You probably end up framing me for um, the murder of JFK or something. Yeah, well, we've talked about David Attenborough. Mm. I haven't murdered him. Have you not? Oh, God. You can, <laughs> you can edit that to say that I have murdered him. Why and now you... I've said out loud I have murdered him. You said it twice. I could use two different variations in tone. Yeah. You could why, do it in stereo. Why do you think I agreed to do a podcast with you? Mm. I wanted to frame you for years for my murder. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. That doesn't, that is the only logical explanation for why we do this, isn't it? Hmm. You never asked me why I want to record a podcast with you. Why do you? I'm madly in love with you. And <laughs> I want you inside my back. <laughs> <laughs> what more can I say? Well, my mind's made up. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going down for my murder. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just going to have to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got uh, on the evolution of species on my wish list on Amazon. I will read that. I'm fully on board with the theory of evolution. I'm happy. It's been it's been a productive episode if, if I've done that in this yeah, amount of time. In this amount of time. I think you've done very well, actually. Thank you. You should try and talk me into more things. Yeah, well... Um, Maybe I'm, drinking some liquid. Yeah. No, yeah, well, that, that can be our next discussion. I mean, I'm I'm doing lectures now, as you might be able to tell. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm hoping I'll have the same kind of effect on my students. Mm, okay, cool. Okay, cool. You're something of an expert, then, on Darwin. Would it be fair to call you Britain's foremost expert on Charles Darwin? I think that would be more than fair to say that. Yeah. As this episode has uh, proven. I feel, Do you feel we've done the man justice? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Probably more than he deserves, <laughs> little I, pervert. I'd say so, yeah. I mean, we've been honest, and that's all we can be in these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably more than he deserves. 
Okay, well, uh, in that case, I'm going to get off and uh, read this book. And uh, I think I'll probably have a bit of privacy, if you don't mind. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's quite all right. I'll, uh, I'll leave you to it. Uh, one, uh, one last thing. Uh, is there something that uh, you want to say before we end the podcast? Take your top off. You should be in my mouth. Bring back cannibalism. I have murdered Winston Churchill. I have murdered the Queen. Wispy grey hair. It's high time that those people die in a tragic accident. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything. Um, let's no, just I... let's just finish up. Okay. Because no, you're that... talking nonsense. That's fine. This has been the Mailbox Rogues Gallery. Check us out on Twitter at Mailbox Rogues or Mailbox Rogues Gallery at gmail.com. Send us some emails and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've been Sean. I've been James. Goodbye. Toodles. Toodles.